0: We uh, readily understand the importance of truth in many practical situations of life. Um, If I was to ask you the question, um, what situation can you think of where truth is of the utmost importance? We can answer. Well, any situation where truth is the main thing in the whole scenario, what what might I be thinking of? Hmm? You're not very forthcoming, are you, <laughs> yeah. dear dear yeah. me? Did I commit much crime that? Exactly, yes. It's a courtroom scene, isn't it? Where truth is the main thing. So truth is important uh, in a court of law. If you got your bank statement and it was wrong you would be upset, well, it depends on which way it was wrong, I suppose, but <laughs> potentially you could be very upset, and, and in fact, if we change the word truth and just couch it in a slightly different way and put accurate information, then there are many situations where, tr- where that accurate information is vital. You know, if it's a doctor's medical report and he gets the wrong person's name on it, which has happened, I believe, uh, you know, that's bad, isn't it? Um, if it was military communications, or how about an ambulance call centre where the person takes down the wrong address? And the reason, of course, that this information is so vital is because the consequences of getting it wrong are themselves uh, bad. Um, you know, potentially, matters of life and death. Someone could die if you get it wrong. Um, now, Jesus says something very similar to this. If you come to, if you open your Bibles at John chapter 17, we're not thinking of practical situations about money and medics, uh, medical things now. We're talking about things to do with God, things to do with the big questions of life if you like, matters of life and death. uh, Because that's what we believe um, the Bible talks about. Things to do with life and death. There's serious issues. Uh, John 17 and verse 3, just that single verse. Jesus says, this is life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent. So getting to know God and his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, is what we need to do if we want eternal life. So it is a matter of life and death. What's going to happen to us when we die? Is that going to be the end? The Bible says it doesn't need to be the end. There can be life forever. But it involves knowing God and knowing Jesus. And if you look carefully at the verse, it says that God is the only and the true God. Which implies that there are other gods around or other ideas about God. So straight away then we see that truth matters when it comes to God and it comes to the Lord Jesus Christ. When it comes to religion, if you like, it's interesting that that in our modern day people treat religion completely different to other aspects of life. You know, we understand the courtroom, we understand the ambulance centre and the bank and all those things where... Truth and proper information matters. But somehow, when it comes to religion, it seems that it's sort of different now. And that it doesn't really matter. And you can actually dream up your own religion. You can have whatever religion you wish. Something that you fancy. Something that sort of best fits you. And you think, but isn't religion about these big questions of life? Therefore, isn't it important that we do know the truth? What is the truth about life after death? Uh, and, and such like. Of course it's important. Um, but we live in a bit of a mad world. Uh, in that way. Jesus frequently said. Did he not? Truly truly. In our old version it says verily verily. But it means truly truly I say unto you. Somebody mentioned it earlier on. He says this is true. This is a true statement. Or he might say of a truth. That's another Frequent one in the Gospels. Um, Now, if it's not true, then you could say it's false or you could say it's a lie because that's what a lie is. A lie is something which isn't true. Now, the first lie in the Bible is actually right there back in the book of Genesis um, where the serpent said to Eve, the first woman, uh, about the tree, about the fruit which she wasn't supposed to eat he said, or well, she said God has said that if we take that fruit we'll die and the serpent said no, 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 no no. you won't really, you won't really die God said that but he doesn't mean it so straight away we have truth and we have error uh, there and there were terrible consequences from that first lie, weren't they so Getting truth right is important. Um, Eve and Adam and Eve brought death into the world with dreadful consequences because they believed a lie. So we need to know what the truth is. Come back to um, chapter 16 uh, of John's Gospel. Just to emphasise some of Jesus' words again. John 16, verse 13. This is talking about the Holy Spirit power that he was going to send to his disciples after he'd gone to heaven. He says, When the Spirit of truth is come, he will guide you into all truth. So, again, Jesus showing the importance of truth. Um, Jesus himself said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So, he himself said, if you're interested in truth, you must come to me, you must listen to me. And in fact, Christianity is interesting this, that um, religion is not something that we make up uh, as a sort of panacea, as sort of um, something which makes us feel good when we're down, as though you might have some sort of tonic. Um, it's, I mean, it does do that, <laughs> but it's far more than that because Christianity, particularly, is based on historical fact. It stands and it falls by the fact of whether it is true or not. Did Jesus exist? Was he actually put to death under the Romans by Pontius Pilate in B.C.? B.C.? A.D. 30 or whatever the exact date was. Um, Obviously, there's some debate. Did that actually happen? Did he rise from the dead? Did his disciples see him after he was risen? These are, these are historical things. And in fact, if you come to Luke chapter, Luke chapter 1, interesting how the gospel records are set against a very specific and sometimes quite a detailed historical background. And Luke in particular um, mentions historical, uh, this historical background. For instance, Luke chapter 1, look at the start of verse 1. He says, For as much as many have taken in hand to set forth in order a declaration of those things which are most surely believed amongst us, even as they delivered them unto us, which from the beginning were eyewitnesses and ministers of the word. Right back to our courtroom bit here, aren't we? Eyewitnesses, right? Truth matters. Verse 3, it seemed good to me also, having had perfect understanding of all things from the very first, to write unto thee in order, most excellent Theophilus, that thou mightest know the certainty of those things wherein thou hast been instructed. So the whole thing is couched in the idea of truth, of certainty, these things really happened. We've not made this up. And in fact, interestingly, in the New Testament, the phrase, the truth, because the gospel is often called the truth, it actually occurs over 60 times, Six, over 60 times in the New Testament, that phrase, the truth. So don't let anybody tell you that truth in religious things doesn't matter. It does. Now come to John chapter 4. Um, now, a lot of people will say, a lot of religious people, a lot of people in other Christian churches will say, well, as long as we all believe the same God, we all believe in Jesus, um, the details don't matter. You know, some people believe we're going to heaven. We as Christadelphians believe Jesus is coming back to establish the kingdom on earth. Some people believe there's a hell as a literal place, but we don't. We believe it's the grave and there's, you know, a number of aspects to the gospel. Um, The nature of Christ, for instance. Is he one or is he he three gods in one and and that type of thing? And a lot of people will say it doesn't really matter exactly what you believe. As long as you're a good Christian, by which they normally mean you're a good living person... Right, then that's all God. As long as you're a sincere, good, living person, then that's enough. Well, I don't think that's what Jesus taught. That's that isn't what the Bible teaches. It does matter what we believe. Uh, now, in this passage here in John chapter four, Jesus meets a woman who is a woman who is um, she's a Samaritan. Now, the Samaritans were not Jews; they were in a mixture. Of folk who'd been brought into uh, Israel, the area of Israel, ooh, about 600 BC, and had settled there from places like Assyria uh, and Babylonia, and had been brought in i won 't go into the, the reasons for that and they 'd taken on a lot of the religion of the Jews, uh, and in fact believed in the God of Israel. They believed in the first five books. Often called the books of Moses. The Jews call it the Torah. And they believed that. Um, They had their own system of sacrifices. They had their own temple. On a place called Mount Gerizim. Um, They lived in the area of Samaria. Originally at any rate. And that's how they got the name Samaritans. So they they had a sort of. They were sort of half Jews. If you know what I mean. Um, And that The Jews. The real Jews despised them and hated them and Jesus makes use of the Samaritans in his teaching well this woman is a Samaritan and he meets her um, in Samaria uh, at a well and gets into conversation with her, now it's quite interesting this because he has a discussion with her about truth he has a discussion about who he is in particular that he is the Jewish Messiah which he's very interested in and he has a bit of a discussion about her personal life. And she's very interested in that. Um, so I just want to pick out one thing that he does say to her. And it's in verse 20 to, 20, 20 to 24. Now the Jews and the Samaritans disagreed. Basically the position was this. The Samaritan says we've got our temple. It's in Samaria. We've got our own system we've got our own beliefs and we're happy with them and we think we're right and the Jews said no you're not we've got the proper temple that's in Jerusalem we don't just believe the five books of Moses we believe all the Old Testament and the prophets we're right and, and you lot are. You know, it's a counterfeit system it's not, it's not true now you might have thought that Jesus would have said to her well don't worry it's okay you know we we all we're all believing in the same god in the end of the day you know everything's fine you know i'm not going to fall out with you about this but he doesn't say that what does he say verse 20 this is this is where the woman starts to pick a bit of an argument with him she says our fathers worshipped in this mountain that's mount gerizim and you say that in jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship now look at what jesus says he says woman believe me the hour cometh when you shall neither in this mountain nor yet at Jerusalem worship the Father. And basically he's saying, it's not important where you worship God, whether it's Gerizim or Jerusalem, and very soon it will not matter anyway. And what he meant by that was that both temples were soon going to be destroyed anyway. So he says, don't worry about where, that's not important. But then he says, verse 22, he says, ye worship, ye know not what. Well, Put in modern English, I don't know if anyone's got another version, but I I suggest what it basically means is, you don't know what you worship. You say you worship God, but you don't know him. You can't know him because you you ignore half of the revelation about him. You don't know what you're worshipping. And then he says, for salvation is of the Jews. Now he didn't mean that all the Jews are wonderful people and the Samaritans are rubbish. What he meant was, if you want salvation, you must come to the people who've got the answers. You must come to the people who've got the full scriptures, the truth about God, the whole of the Old Testament. You must come to the Jews for that information. uh, Which was a hard thing for Jesus to say to the woman. Very hard thing. There's a lot of pride to be swallowed For a Samaritan to admit that they needed to learn uh, from the Jews. So that's the first thing. Then verse 23. He says the hour cometh and now is when the true worshippers shall worship the Father. And here's this interesting phrase. In spirit and in truth. Now we won't prove it now. But when he says in spirit basically he means from the heart. Spiritual worship. Not just in the head. Real, sincere worship. God wants sincerity. Of course he does. But he wants it with truth. It says in spirit and in truth. And you got it again in verse 24. They that worship God must worship him in spirit and in truth. So far from Jesus saying to the woman. It doesn't really matter. He doesn't say that at all. There were certain things that didn't matter like buildings but what did matter was that she understood God the true God and not the God that the Samaritans had made for themselves Um, and that seems very applicable to me to our modern day uh, where people uh, say it doesn't matter there is a movement which you don't hear that much about it these days if you're not in church circles I suppose the ecumenical movement ...is a movement which tried to bring different denominations of Christendom together. And it does so by having various interfaith activities... ...where Catholics do things with Anglicans and what have you. Um, well, not just Anglicans in fact... Um, probably, uh, ...probably Muslims as well these days. But, but the whole idea of it is to play down doctrinal differences... Um, ...and to say that it doesn't really matter and to say, well, that's just theology, you know? That's just, um, that's to do with people at universities. Leave them to sort that out. Jesus says nothing like that, neither do the apostles. The emphasis from the Bible is that we do need to get to know God um, and to get to know him well. Right, come to John chapter 18. seem to be all in John, don't we? John chapter 18 and uh, verse 37. We mentioned this this morning, in fact, about Jesus before Pilate. Interesting that Jesus, when he's on trial before Pilate, before his crucifixion, speaks about truth. Pilate said to him, art thou a king? Jesus said, thou sayest that I am a king. To this end I was born. And for this cause came I into the world. That I should bear witness unto the truth. There it is again that phrase. The truth. Everyone that is of the truth. Heareth my voice. So Jesus says that that's the reason. I was born. You might say well there, is, there are various reasons. Why Jesus was born. He was born to save men from their sins. Uh, true. But here. He was born to bear witness to the truth. The truth about God his father. The truth about himself. The truth about men and women. Life and death and all the other things that Jesus spoke of. The kingdom of God. Um, Interesting Pilate's uh, reaction in verse 38 which has often been quoted. Pilate saith to him, what is truth? Well, you'd have expected a man in authority might know that but. Perhaps that's an indication to the sort of man he was. And I guess uh, many a politician would probably, um, perhaps not actually say so, but think in his heart a similar thing, what is truth. And in our days of fake news, um, and when on the media you really do wonder what you can believe and what you can't believe, um, it really does make you think about what is truth and consequently i think a lot of people have sort of given up on it as though and particularly religious truth it's almost as though it's not attainable and you think to yourself "Well, what sort of god is it that gives us a book of this size as a revelation of himself to mankind but then says but it, it doesn't really matter whether you understand it or not hmm? it doesn't matter whether you find truth about this or not it's It doesn't stack up does it? God is interested in truth. And he wants us to know it. Um, Those who claim to have religious truth. And this is becoming a very relevant thing now. um, In our society. Those who claim to have religious truth. Like the Christadelphians. In particular. Are told that they are arrogant. For suggesting such a thing. um, Intolerant because they say that if, if there is such a thing as truth, then there must be such a thing as error. And to suggest that other people are, are, are teaching error, that's intolerant. Um, and, well, yeah, we're basically um, stigmatised, I suppose you'd call it today. And that's becoming worse and worse. So I think as, as a body, um, we will find that we are more and more uh, out on a limb In this sense, because we stick up for truth. Um, We haven't time to look at it now, but there's a whole raft of uh, passages in the New Testament which speak about departure from the truth. Um, Even in the days of the apostles, even before the apostles had died, they prophesied. That people would depart from the true gospel. And there's many many exhortations. To the early disciples. To stick to truth. And not to be led away. uh, With errors. uh, Which have most certainly crept in. Jesus said. Seek and ye shall find. And there's only one place to seek. For truth about God. And that's the Bible. Now many folk around us. Um, you know, search in other places. They, they 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 say they've got people who've had messages from God. People think they're guided into truth by the Holy Spirit power. And people will look everywhere, but the very place to find it, which is here. But of course, to seek for truth in the Bible means you've got to read it. Well, that's no surprise. But it's a big book, isn't it? And a lot of people are put off by that, aren't they? They don't know where to start, maybe. Um, I, you know, as Christadelphians, we'd like to be able to help them. Um, and right from our inception as a community, we have encouraged personal Bible reading. We have no clergy as such, you know. Me, the brothers and sisters. We, we read our Bibles daily ourselves. We use our own minds to think about it and we come to our own conclusions. And thankfully we've come to the same conclusions about what's the truth from Scripture. Not difficult really, is it? Not rocket science as we'd say today. And yet so few people um, will do that. So that's our message. Truth does matter if we're interested in eternal life. We're interested in the kingdom of God. If we're interested in the Lord Jesus and following Him as His disciples, then we must be. We will be interested in truth more than interested. We will love truth. It is something to love. Uh, it's it's a precious thing. We have a hymn. remember. What's it? Truth. How sacred is the treasure? That's it. Teach us, Lord, it's worth to know. I'll be getting told off later, for preaching from the hymn book. (laughs) (laughs) But it does say things quite nicely sometimes, doesn't it? Succinctly, yes. Truth matters, and if we want to know it, we must read our Bibles to find it.